Short and spooky time. Welcome in, everybody. That's a new one. It's a new one. Yeah. Yeah, caught you off guard there. You well, did a little fist bump almost. Kind of like a... Like a you did a little funny move with your arm. I was counting down the uh, the count in for our recording. Oh, was this too early? No, it was perfect. Oh, I, I thought, yeah. I was doing the, the Wayne, one, two, Wayne's world. Three. Yeah, and then I threw it to you. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, if you're wondering who's talking, um, I mean, I'd be surprised if you're listening at this point. But hey, I'm Tommy Trash. Play What's my that? intro music. Oh, here it is. Okay, folks, the guy in front of you is Tommy. Trish. 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 You did it, Tommy! <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. I'm a stupid moron with an ugly face and a big butt, and my butt smells, and I like to kiss my own butt. <laughs> and I'm joined, as always, by my lovely counterpart, co-host... Uh, truly good friend, Johnny. What do you want to go by? Uh, Johnny Junk's good. Johnny Junk, the classics. Gotta love the classics. Yeah, we're uh, we're sitting down here in the studio. We just got in. Doing another short and spooky. Another short and spooky episode. Uh, this for is those the... of you that don't know. This is the podcast about. What is it about? It's about anthology shows. The one in this room. Well, I know it's from the eighties for sure. The nineties, probably. And sometimes maybe even the early two thousands. You know what the heck? Let's do it. Yeah. And uh, we're giving a shout out to uh, all the shorties and the spookies out there. Moms, dads, Alameda, Snaz. Tommy Jr., Snaz, uh, Sideburns. Hitchhiker Buns. Hitchhiker Buns. Um, and oh, we'll talk more about this. How about residents of Springwood? Yeah. <laughs> or just Springwood in general. Yeah. It's our uh, imaginary Alameda. Yeah. I, I'd love to live there. I, I, well, I, I don't really play it that much anymore, but that Dead by Day uh, Daylight game... One of the levels is Springwood. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's really fun. Whatever, like, you don't know what level you're going to get. You can, like, put, like, a sacrifice at the beginning of the level to, or before the game starts to um, influence where you're going to go. Right. And so, like, whenever I go to Springwood 1, I'm always putting it, and then if you get there, it's really fun. Especially when Freddy is the person. I would love it. Like, it's, like, your favorite level, and everyone else hates it. It's like, Springwood again. It actually is really good. Last I played, which is, like, a year or so ago, um, if you were a smart survivor, it was... Uh, Really good level, because if you built your character right, you, there's lots of things like, oh, God, it's nerdy. Basically, there's what? A, there's, the there's, nerdy podcast? Get there's out a, of here. There's a perk you can put where if you fall from a certain height, you gain a speed boost, and it's got a lot of that on there. I'm sure we're, I'm going to get emails from someone like, actually, no, the, this other one, the, the junkyard one, whatever. Fuck you guys. Love you guys, but fuck you guys. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, Hot takes out the gate. Yeah. So uh, how you how you doing, John? Doing, doing pretty good, man. Uh, uh, I, I'm always doing good when I have to smell the smell of pizza cooking. Oh, yeah. I got uh, pizza cooking in the studio kitchen. <laughs> That's right. I made a pizza from scratch. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we got a timer on. We might, it might sound a little weird, but uh, we're not going to eat on air unless, you know, we get enough emails saying you they, they want that. Yeah. The ASMR I don't get that. ASMR? Yeah. Uh, no, it's not for me. Yeah, me neither. You know what? That's not going to be the pick of the week. Oh, you got a pick of the week? No, pizza. Okay, well, there, there yeah. you go. <laughs> That's my pick, pick of the week. week. All right. Um, um, yeah, so you, you're having a good day. It's your day off. That's right. From real work. Mm-hmm. Now this is just fake work, sorry. 
Um, but yeah, I was actually going to ask you something. Let's hear it. So I was telling you how earlier today I went to the doctor for my shoulder. Right. And they decided that I need to get an MRI, mm-hmm. which I've had when I was much younger. Um, but I don't know if you've ever had an MRI before. No. It's like they, you get like put into like a giant tube for like, like a 30 cat minutes. Scan, right? Yeah, but you're like head first inside this giant tube. Mm-hmm. Um, Dwight in that episode of The Office gets it when he gets the concussion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm very claustrophobic. I've developed that over my adult life. And uh, I'm really nervous about it. Just pretend like uh, you were in the episode of Alfred Hitchcock Hour um, with Final Escape and <laughs> just pretend you're in there with Doc. Now I'm really scared. Oh, boy. No, but I, I truly am nervous about it. Um, I wish that I could be like, can you just, like, drug me up a little bit? Like, so I'm not, like, because I really am claustrophobic. Um, uh, but I was I was curious. We never really talked too much about uh, two things, about phobias mm-hmm. or about... Related to that, like, is there any movie that oddly, like, strikes a, a scary thing inside of you? Not necessarily scary, but, like, a phobia inside of you. Yeah. Like, do you have any examples? Yeah. So, I have arachnophobia. And you might have heard of a little movie called Arachnophobia. arachnophobia. And you know what? I didn't really have arachnophobia until, until I saw, saw that movie. Arachnophobia. Me too. I, I sorry to, to inter- intervene here, but I, I saw that movie went to, um... Uh, this family we knew that also had like a ton of kids and they were all just like casually watching arachnophobia and i was like stuck in the room like <laughs> like like in the corner like like trying to like close my eyes and pin my my hands over my ears like uh-huh. and i came home that night and i just couldn't sleep i jumped all over my bed to kill any spiders <laughs> that were in there dude i saw that movie in the theater oh my god yeah did that, that that one that it's so funny we were talking about that that, that literally triggered my arachnophobia yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, you're afraid of uh, snakes. They got snakes on a plane or an anaconda, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then you got to be a uh, fear of spider. Those two things are called primal fear because uh, it's in your DNA to be afraid of those things because over a long enough period of time, like, I guess humans figured out that they're poisonous. And yeah. they both look so foreign to what we understand as, like, oh, yeah. animals. So it's, it's imprinted on your DNA. Yep. Same yep. thing with recognizing a face. That's why people see, like, faces in, like, a tree or, like, in paint oh. on the wall. It's because your brain is tasked. It's a survival mechanism of recognizing faces. So it's a fight-or-flight thing. Well, that that makes sense. I think I've heard that before. You know what uh, that reminds me of? Not quite the same, but uh, I remember one of the first times I uh, ate magic mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was laying on my bed, and or a bed in, in this room. They had one of those ceilings that has, like, the like the little drips it looks like right you know what i'm talking about like yeah yeah and i just was like placing it wasn't necessarily faces but like all these shapes and things were coming through it and i kept moving like for a second it'd be fun and then then a second later it'd be like oh god this is heavy like that's a rabbit right there and then oh no but yeah i the other day i was having a hot chocolate actually Uh uh-huh and when i was drinking it it looked like there's a little face in there so let me get this straight your your two fears are spiders and ceilings oh yeah i don't like (laughs) ceilings that's why I have um, my, my my car has a sunroof. Cool. Well, what's your um, what's your uh, phobia? Uh, so it's claustrophobia. Is there a movie that makes you feel that? Um, yeah, well, it's it's not necessarily a scary movie, uh-huh. but the the scene in um, Kill Bill. Oh, gotta check on that pizza. Pizza time. Find that devil. 
All right, we got pizza in our bellies. Yeah, <clears throat> what a great pizza break. That was very nice. It was our, yeah. first, our first pizza. Well, we've had them before and after in the studio, but never during. Yeah, this is uh, like our candy break, but it was pizza break. Yeah. Mm. Should I put in some type of music for that? I mean, yeah, you can see the twinkle in your eye already talking about that. Do you have anything in mind? Um, mm, I don't know. It's like Pizza Hut old school pizza commercials. Pizza okay, Hut. cool. You know? I'll um, drop one in. Some favorite things in my hometown are lazy days, puppy dogs, and pan pizza at our Pizza Hut restaurant. Oh, pan pizza at Pizza Hut. Pizza made with ice. Dripping with that wonderful mmm, please. All that Pizza Hut pan pizza. Hometown Pizza Hut. Home of pan pizza. I don't even remember their music or anything for them. Me either. We'll see it. what happens. Yeah, we'll see. And then if not, this is just going to get edited out. So. That's right. Um, but yeah, we were talking about phobias before, but there's definitely some movies um, that freak me out. Like, Rackophobia comes right to mind. Mm-hmm. I, I think the one just off to off my pizza brain that I got, um, the, their, God, what movie? It was one of the Saw movies that came out when I was in college in... Uh, this lady falls into a, a pit of needles, syringes. Yeah. And I literally had to walk out of the my friend, my dorm mate's uh, bedroom. Like It was just disgusting to me. Fun right? story about that, uh, that scene. When I was in Thailand getting my ribs tattooed, the uh, guy who was doing it, the tattoo guy, was like, oh, I'll put on some movies for you. And the only two movies he had in English were Hostel and Saw 2. I, and I watched that scene of the girl crawling around in syringes while I was getting tattooed on the ribs. That's terrifying. It was it, very intense. I knew it was going to be Hostel, the other one, too. Yeah. Like I, I, that, I, I, torture I, porn. It's torture porn. And that just, I, I have zero interest in that kind of shit. No, we don't like gore. We like spookiness. Yeah, we like actual like fun plot, not just you know violence for the sake of violence and you know they also got to be short mm. and and spooky yeah there it is um but yeah no actually i got um i had a couple of needles uh from my recent doctor's appointments and i have to, i have to do the the look away thing mm-hmm. but i feel like it's much quicker than when i was a kid yeah i think people are getting better at it yeah the lady was like your veins are perfect <laughs> Wow, the one part of you. Yeah. Your circulatory system, the best, the healthiest part. My blood work was perfect. Wow, very good. Kidneys, organs, They give you a lollipop? Uh, no, I wouldn't take it. <laughs> I'm cutting back on sugar. <laughs> good for you. No more, uh, can, uh, no more candy talk. Not really. We'll Every once to... in a while. Or like if we can get like something healthy, it'd be kind of fun. Or not healthy, but just not like full of... Gummy bears aren't that bad for you. But I mean, like, we can, if we could find, like, a, uh, I mean, it's pretty hard right now, but, like, a local place that makes, like, natural gummy bears. I'm sure they're terrible. Yeah, and there were probably also that chewiness, which just, like, sticks to your teeth right away, uh, and you just spend an hour. Yeah, no. no. Um, you know what it is for me? What's that? Are You Afraid of the Dark? That's right, people. Uh, this week, we were talking about Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, another, one of my favorite series. Yeah, another A-Y-A-O-T-D, as I saw them. Yeah. How would you pronounce that, you think? Uh, Ayad. Ayotted. Ayotted. We're getting Ayotted today. That's right. Um, sounds bad. It's good. Yeah, it's, uh, <clears throat> what's this one from? It's from uh, the 90s, correct? This is from the 1st of January, 1995. It's season 4, episode 14, I believe. So I was 11 during this episode. Mm, I was, uh, let's see, I was 8. Cool. Yeah. 
Um, and so this one, uh, you, you gave me kind of like a little list of three of them to pick and and sort of a, like a very brief one-line synopsis kind of each of them. And I chose this one out of the three. Uh, this episode is called Tale of the Closet Keepers. Yeah. Um, and I just like the idea of it. We'll we'll talk more about it in a second. But let's first start out with the um, drinking Changing game rules. Um, I have uh, a couple. Okay. Um, Me too. I have every time our the the main male character from the story, Billy. Every time he waves waves his arms in confusion. <laughs> did you notice he just his his move is like how did you describe that to the audience like to the listener? Like it's flagging like, down an airplane. Yeah, it's it just yeah, it goes right to the sides, right up, and and uh, the other one I had was um, kid from other countries accent is Canadian, <laughs> <laughs> and then whenever the guns come out, whatever they those guns are the, the sound, sound rays, guns, sound rays, yeah, the <clears throat> ray guns come out. Um, I got every time the alarm system goes off. Oh uh, yeah. Um, I got every time the lead actress stares blankly. Mm. Oh, that's that's almost like <laughs> then, oh, that's gonna be a waterfall. <laughs> and then I also got um, uh, if we want to do it every time there's the sci-fi sound cue. Yeah. Oh yeah, because uh, they do a sci-fi sound cue in the the Midnight Society part. Mm-hmm. That's the first way I've ever seen of that. Yeah, that's uh, that's just out of um, originality or, or uniqueness. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to get into it? Yeah. Um, so we start out with the Midnight Society, yeah. and there is a little bit of—not I want to say drama, but there's a little bit of there's jealousy some drama. going on. There is some drama, and then it turns into some other weird stuff. Like, but anyway, um, Sam. Okay, that it starts with Sam and Frank enter, and they're like talking and like yeah, and flirting. And I think is it Gary that's or Gary's t- the... Gary's jealous, right? Oh yeah, or is it Tucker? No, it's Gary, because don't you remember, like, during the first season, he was like, hey, I like you. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I don't know what happened in between there as far as the uh, Midnight Society lore. Just to run down for our listeners who maybe didn't get to tune into this episode, um, the Midnight Society cast this week is uh, Kiki, Tucker, Gary, Betty Ann, Sam, and Frank. Yeah. And, you know, Frank's the bad boy, Mm -hmm. but he's kind of, seems like he's softened up, you know, and the bad boys always get the girl, and... Good guy, uh, Gary's not happy about it. No, he got friends outed. Uh-huh. But so, yeah, it cuts in, um, and they're, like, laughing and talking, clearly flirting. And Gary gets um, gets a little jealous. Yeah, he doesn't a little say impatient. anything. He gets kind of bummed out about... Um... Oh, no, no, no. They ask, they ask him who... Uh... He says that Kiki's going to tell a story, and then his younger brother, Tucker, was like, what the hell? She just told one. Did she say she was going to beat you up? And... Uh... Yeah, Frank, Frank laughs at him. Just a little, and then they're nudge. like, she, "She could probably beat up you too as well." Yeah, so if you have ba- if you had a backwards hat <laughs> and a flannel on, the uh, official outfit of all Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes. The mm-hmm. <clears throat> so uh, when Kiki enters, she's dressed like a girl instead of her street tough yet look, a flannel and a backwards cap. Yeah, exactly, and jeans. Uh huh, or and- corduroys or something. Uh, yeah, and it's great. Cause then, the reveal is really funny, too. It is really funny, and then Gary, like, whistles at her. Yeah, it, the cat calls her, basically. Yeah, he does, basically. When when they do the reveal, it's, um, it's, what's her name? It's a Betty Ann's, like, guys, wait till you see this. And then I thought, like, she, like, uh, Kiki's gonna come, like, walking out, but no, she's standing directly in the same pose behind Betty Ann, so you can't <laughs> see her. Betty Ann just moves, and then there's Kiki right there, like... <laughs> I was like, did they plan that out? You've never deliberately stood in front of somebody to hide them and then have a big reveal? Uh, no. Because we got to plan it. Yep. 
We'll do it for uh, when Johnny or Tommy Jr. is born. Sounds like a plan. Guess what, Mom? <laughs> At her grave. Um, yes. So the big reveal is that she's all dolled up. She's not the the you know the tomboy that she normally is. She's got makeup on. She's got her hair done. She's wearing like a, a blouse almost even. It's kind of yeah. weird. Um, she 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 goes. I'm doing this for a point to make a point. Um, it's like you can't you don't know about somebody. The one thing you don't know about somebody could be the thing that de- your life depends on. Yeah, and. Uh, then she goes to throw the dust in the fire. Did you notice the dust sack was fucking huge? Yeah, it was huge. It was like two feet tall. It was crazy. That's where she was hiding her um, her ball cap that she gets back at the end. Oh, yeah, she does get it back somehow. Yeah. She, Thanks they, for they, holding it for me, Betty Ann. Yeah. But, yeah, so <clears throat> we get into our story, which ta- um, we get a little bit of exposition from via narration. Yeah, they say, <clears throat> Stacy was always smart. Funny, pretty, and better at basketball than all the boys. All the fellas, yeah. And uh, my first thing is this. Is this... Our, our lead character, Stacy, mm-hmm. is a deaf girl. Yeah. Is this actress deaf? No, she's not. Are you sure? In real life, yeah. Okay, so... I looked it up. I, I, tr- I basically, the way I looked it up was I saw that she was in only in three things. Two episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark and yeah. some other show. So I watched the other episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark to see if she talks in it. And she has only one line. And guess what the line is? No, she's deaf. That's exactly what she says. Oh, interesting. So I'm like, maybe she's a deaf actress who... Her agent was like, <laughs> let's go for that deaf... You're, you're related, not... <laughs> the deaf-related roles and everything. What, do you got a deaf girl? Oh, do you need to, you need to point it out? Like, you know, She I, can do deaf, don't yeah. worry. She can point out deaf, too. Well, then, if she's not deaf, then this is very offensive to the deaf community. And don't get me wrong, like, like we love deaf people. Some of our biggest podcast fans are deaf. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they don't have to listen to it. Yeah, that's why they like <laughs> us so much. Oh, also, I'd love to, um, was it, uh, Tucker w- w- walks over to her and is like, I don't believe it. You look like a girl. And he's, like, touching her, like, dress and yeah. stuff, like, being like, is this real? Like, it's it's, it's totally okay to whistle at girls and paw at them. Yeah, it's, 1995, I guess, yeah. And you're fucking 12 years old. That's so creepy. <laughs> that's so creepy. Um, so we meet the, the protagonist, uh, Stacy. Stacy's a baller. Uh-huh. She's, she throws it down, but, uh, our other character there, uh, Billy. Yeah. He doesn't want her on the team because she's deaf. Yeah. So, and the, the communication problems would be too much for him. Yeah. And I don't know if you caught, um, Stacy's friend, but with the uh, oh, hair. Oh, yeah. What would you describe that haircut as? <laughs> I would describe that as John Sorrow circa 1997. It's so for people who have not, it's like the haircut that that dude from Corn has. Yeah, it's it's a bunch no, of like small braids. Braids, yeah. But it, it looks terrible. It looks completely unflattering on this girl. But that's why another reason why I said this girl looks like John is because I probably had boobs. I like, couldn't <laughs> tell honestly if this person was of nothing wrong with that. It was a male or female. It was a girl. Um. But yeah, you can't really tell. Everyone's dressed in baggy jeans and oversized flannel shirts. Of course, like during this era, everyone was just wearing the biggest size clothes they could find. Um, But yeah, Billy doesn't like her. And also, I wasn't sure. I was like, I feels like the names Billy and Stacy are in every single episode of (laughs) Free the Dark. Oh, yeah. It's like very common. It's always... And I think I think um, Stacy's character in the other episode you mentioned, his name is Sally. So they're just like doing like... (laughs) 
cycling through them. Just cycling through with like generic, generic names. Um, also, for that hair, that's a drink. Stacy runs off after she's, she, I guess she reads Billy's lips and he's like, I didn't say she was dumb, you did. And uh, uh, Stacy runs off um, and she runs down the one rundown street in Ontario into yeah. an unlocked abandoned I, building. Yeah. I was like, I thought we were in Canada here. What's up? This is like... You don't wander into unlocked uh, abandoned buildings. That's just not a smart move to do. Especially if you're deaf and you, you yeah. know, someone can sneak right up on you. Yeah, I, they, they actually did a fair, uh, fairly good job of like not having too many stupid things where you'd be like, oh, she would have heard those people walking. Like when what ends up happening right now is that she's hiding. They walk by the, the I don't want to say pseudo Billy, friends. The yeah, the sort of friends. Um, And then she turns around to see some legs coming down these stairs. Yeah, she's inside a building, and uh, she hides again, and we see uh, basically what are... The Men the, in Black. Yeah, and this movie's two years before the Men in Black movie. Yeah. So they kind of pioneered it. W Will Smith, get what a ripoff. I don't know if you caught this either, but I thought it was so funny because, like, as the Men in Black <laughs> leave the building and walk off, um, I noticed that instead of wearing, like, you know, normal dark colored dress socks. They're wearing bright white gym yep. socks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that was like, that, they look no, like uh, little kids dressed yeah. up. It, yeah, it's like on, like, Christmas when you have to go to, like, your relatives and they, like, throw you just, and they're like, ah, we don't have socks for this. Yeah. They, the budget ran out, probably. They're like... <laughs> well, the budget, I, I don't know how much things cost, but some things look extremely cheap. Yeah, at one point I wrote down, uh, this is a 1960s, like, sci-fi set. Yeah. Basically the whole second half of the episode. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, the, the the two guys are leaving, and they're kind of robotic or, you know, just supposed to be, like, obviously not... From planet Earth. From planet Earth or from this time period, this, which is something I will uh, want to debate with you or bring up later, but... Yeah. So he's like, the guy on the right is, is like, all right, no geeks, nerds, or freaks. Yep. And, like, yeah, I can understand the first two, but I'm like... You gotta get some freaks up in that zoo. <laughs> yeah, why would you not want? Why would you not want some freaks there? Hey man, I I got a couple things to say about that too. But um, yeah, it looks like they're they're using colloquial speech to find out. Yeah, because the other guy says so. I I, I got it a couple times. You do have it. Yeah. Um, when he looks like his watch, like his smartwatch or something. Yeah. So he, also something they they, they figured out. Predicted before. that watch tech. Yeah. Maybe that's where we got it from aliens. Uh oh. Look out. A uh, friend of the show, uh, uh, Millimeter Peter, says that aliens are going to be here in July. Oh, yeah. Just letting you know. That's right. We were talking about that when we were playing uh, if you guys, Kart uh, night. If you guys are into aliens at all, like conspiracy, uh, look up the giant blue Hawaiian uh, UFO that came out like two weeks ago from the news footage. It's pretty interesting. It is interesting. Anyway, um, the Men in Black uh, exit and uh, Stacy decides to go explore the rest of this place, even though she doesn't know if there's more people in there or not. Or, yeah, and... Yeah, okay, yeah, I don't... So and you're at a disadvantage, like, someone could just sneak up on you. Or maybe maybe her, you know, they say people, uh, the, the rest of your senses are heightened. I, it's, who knows? Or she's like, um, like, what's that shitty Ben Affleck movie where he's the, he's blind? Oh, the oh, the movie. Daredevil. Yeah, she's got, like, a different version of that. She's the baller. She dribbles a basketball so she can feel the vibrations coming back from someone that comes closer to I her. I mean, maybe it's possible. So they, the, the the two men in black leave, but before they leave, they, they throw on some sunglasses. Got to. And I found this interesting twice because the first walk, watch through, I was like, oh, they're doing the classic like men in black sunglasses, that whole thing. 
But then when we, <laughs> there's another set of men in black people and they're putting a different sort of um, feature on. Yeah, we'll get to and, that. And so I'm like, oh, Americans are sunglasses. That's what we're known for. Definitely. Um, we're cool. But yeah, he also holds the door for... Uh... So at this point, I'm not sure if they were, they're aliens or if they're something other. I, at this point, first watched through... I'm assuming this is like some sort of body hosting thing, like sure, and and that's why they like they they talk fun, funny and um, all that. But I did like how the one guy held the door for the other guy. Yeah, gotta look out for. And your so bro. at that point, I was like, oh, this is like you know a, a galactic thing, like you know holding being, the being door. Being polite is something that's not just necessarily the universal language. Yes, it's a universal language. Um, but yeah, that that happens, and then it. Uh, Stacy steps into a circular room that well, begins to spin. It, it's well it's, before that. It's the classic thing. She's walking through, and you have the glowing light flashing oh, yeah. underneath the door. I, all it was missing was like a fog machine pumping a little bit of stuff out of there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she steps into like the equivalent of like a smaller version of the things that like the fair where you like spin around, pinned against the, the gravity. Wall. Gravitron. I, I thought gravity bomb was the first thing that came. No, uh, the gravitron. Yeah, um, gravitron. And then. When the door opens, she steps out of what I could only describe as a penis elevator. It's a penis elevator. It is um, flesh-colored and covered in veins. Yeah, and it's it literally is a veiny dick. Like, someone's, <laughs> like, jokingly was, like, you know what it was? Someone in, like, the design team room was, like, drawing up, like, a joke uh-huh. and, like, pass it to, like, the writer next to them. And, like, their boss, like, in class, like, the boss is like, let me see, what do you got there? He's like, oh, shit. And they're like, what is this? And he's like, oh, it's the elevator. Elevator time travel machine. Oh, yep. Right there. Yeah. I, I mean, it just looks like a penis so much. Yeah. Um, which I got a kick out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, so she steps out and she finds herself in a very sparsely decorated soundstage. That's, that, that's when I wrote down, this is like a 60s, uh, like Star Trek or... It has, yeah, pseudo sci-fi props, like big silver domes. And like a hundred and twenty dollar budget for this place. Yeah, one of the tables has like a silver, like a gray colored, like I don't know, not placemat. What is it? It's I don't know. It's terrible. It's uh, so cheap. It is. It's so. It's very bad. Uh, the penis elevator closes behind her, and then um, uh, we cut back to Billy back on Earth playing Billy's, basketball. Yeah, Billy's getting this his game up, and uh, we get the men in black walk approach him, and Billy's a little skeptical at first. Well, they they have some really funny lines. They say like, "Yo, dude, yeah, you you're a what do they say about it? like you're balling, you're balling on the court, yeah." And this kid's like, "Are you scouts?" <laughs> and they say yes, and sort then, of. They say yes, sort of. And then he says, "Dream on." Yeah, I'm like, like your you... favorite sport is basketball. You clearly have a desire to be the best you can be because you turned down a deaf girl, a who... deaf girl, just because she's deaf because you think you can do better. And then a scout approaches you, which would be your dream if you're a fucking 11 year old, five, <laughs> four foot seven fucking kid in Canada. Uh-huh. And you're like, nah, I don't need no scouts. Did you? Uh, so also Billy, before he notices the men in black, he's like doing this thing where he's like like being the oh, announcer yeah. and he's like pass to that guy what a move <laughs> I, yeah I, I used to do that when i was a kid though i know it was just funny because he's not like naming any basketball players he's like so-and-so passes to so-and-so and then this is that he's just like pass to that guy what a move yeah it's just the most generic thing because they couldn't get anyone's name i'm sure did um, you uh did you do that when you're eating food as a kid when you're sitting in front of the tv you're like reaches in the popcorn what a great move yeah every single bite 
opens the Mountain Dew in two twists. Oh, man. I remember, like, a, a frequent snack after school would be, like, an entire sleeve of, like, Ritz crackers with, like, five Kraft Singles cheese slices and, Ugh. like, just, like, all sipping out of a two-liter of Mountain Dew. Mm. I, li- I like the Ritz part of that. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if I was younger, the Mountain Dew part as well, too. Um, I was a peanut butter Ritz cracker kind of guy. Oh. I'm and a I'm... peanut butter person. Oh. Very good. Yeah, um... But yeah, so basically he says something so dumb, which doesn't make sense. He's like, what, are you going to change my channel or something like that? Yeah, I think it's supposed to be that the gun looks so unlike a gun that he thinks it's a remote control. Oh, good point. Man, I watched it too many times to, to gloss over that. That's my bad. But I mean, like, it doesn't look like a remote control either. Like, no, it looks like... Remote controls don't have triggers. It looks like they... You know, like those little, like, mounted guns they have, like, on arcade games or something uh-huh. like that? It looks like they just ripped off a couple of those. I mean, maybe that's what Canadian remote controls look like in the 90s. Or a hair blower or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a hair dryer. Hair dryer. Actually, the, there's an, there's something else that looks like a hair dryer later, too. Oh, God. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, the, the men in black are like, come with us. They hit him with this uh, sound gun, and Billy falls to the ground. Yeah, so basically this gun is like this thing that debilitates them. They later describe it further as like, it like cooks your brain or something like that. It makes you feel like your brain's going to come out of your ears. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So then it cuts back to the science-y place uh, up in this, I guess, weird UFO place. I don't know. This is something we'll like we'll have to touch on a little bit more as we talk about it, but there's a lot, like, that changed as this went through the whole thing. Um, but anyway, yeah, so the sci- he, he, the gets, he gets his channel changed, even though he didn't want it. Yeah. And then we meet the other men in black. Yeah, the British ones. Uh-huh. Um, and they're looking at a map, yeah, so, which is colored in different colors, but they're not really specific. The colors, uh, yeah, there, there's not a whole lot of detail. It has, like, basically, according to this, there's, like, ten countries. Hey, but later on, uh, a bunch of ten-year-old kids can pinpoint exactly where they live on that map. Yeah, that'd be great. Like, they, like, land, and they're, like, 700 miles away from, like, yeah. anybody who can help them. They're drop into, like, a fucking a pack of, like, alligators. <laughs> Well, okay, so the the this is when we were saying the men in black for the UK have bowler hats yeah. that they, like, take out of, like, a steaming, like, little chamber that looks yeah. like they just pull it out of, like, like so, they're having their hats steamed. Yeah, like, it, like it's fresh off the fucking assembly line, too. They're like, we spent two years just looking at some British hats, and they're like... They, they do, uh, they're like, cheerio, chap, or something like what that. I say, what ho? Jolly good, what? Um, what... Oh. What do you think? I, I wrote this down. I want to talk about it. What um, if they were going to like different countries or different uh, areas of the mm-hmm. world? Like, what do you think the prop would be for someone like like in Australia? That'd be like a giant knife, you know? Or like, what well, would be like the stupid, stupid stereotype? Well, that's what I'm wondering. I'm like, do they have different ethnicities of of these alien dudes go down? Because like, you know, you go to Maybe some country, and you're just a random white dude. You might stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, no, I was just curious. I was like, they're going to, I don't know, Mexico. They're like, let's get some maracas. That's what the people walk around with. Yeah, I mean, it's just offensive, really, to stereotype any place because whatever we think of will be yeah a stereotype. True. Yeah, so we'll drop that. But uh, what uh, what happens next is uh, Stacy accidentally knocks something over. Did Did you see how like yeah. obvious it was? This actress like like they waited to say action, and then she turned and like pushed this thing off. Yeah, no, 
I it's are you afraid I can't of the dark? Hate, I can't hate on 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 Stacy. Okay, I really can't. I can. Yeah, you can. Okay. So she knocks some shit over, and this alerts the two men, and they shoot at her with their own sound laser. And uh, one of the guys like, is there something wrong? Because she's unaffected by the sound laser. And he's like, no, you just missed. You're yeah. always missing other fake English guy. I'm not holding the door for you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is the first indication that this thing um, is a sound-based weapon. Yeah. Uh, so the men in black start chasing her and they touch a huge button on what looks like a traffic light with two buttons on it. This place is operated, every machinery in this place is operated, operated. by two buttons. <laughs> and they... No keys, no passwords. No no red or green light. It's, there's this, they're both kind of like almost orange and yeah. brown or something like that. This is when I was like, wow, this looks so fucking cheap. I, this was like when I first wrote down, are they aliens? Because I thought the entire time they were, and now, you know, well. I think there are four different kinds of aliens. Yes. We, well, we, here, let's get to what happens. That, that'll that bring us into this topic. So, okay. can, um, so what, what happens is she does end up getting uh, caught. She runs into this room. Um, where it it looks like a, a a boy's childhood bedroom. I would argue, cause well, whatever. But it's, but it's all just, all the stuffs just painted on the walls. Yeah, like a uh, two foot tall light switch painted on the wall. Yeah, and like everything's weird. Like like ex, it looks like German expressionism films where everything's at awkward angles. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it was um, it. it, it Again, looks... this is where I started getting curious about like. Is this like supposed to be like a bad take? Like they're they're not human, so they don't know. And this is like their take. This is like when a human, I don't know, puts a fucking animal in a zoo, and we have like a big fake fucking, you know, they put a polar bear in there, and they have like fake ice floating around. Or, sure. Um, but no, it made no no sense. And this is where we get you know a little more of the story kind of kicks into gear. At least we know what's going on a little bit more. So yeah, um, basically, uh, the Men in Black chase uh her and all they she hits these two buttons and she finds herself with a bunch of uh foreign kids or not foreign yeah kids from other countries all locked in cages and she looks at them and they're all telling her to turn this thing off because they're all like struggling in pain she turns it off and this is when we meet the uh villain the the villain the keeper and this guy looks like he just stepped out of like a like a male orphanage from like the turn of the century England. Like he, he looked like he would be someone addicted to the spice from Dune. Yeah, he he was wearing the finger, giant eyebrows, fingerless too. gloves, yeah. bad bad British teeth, and he has this weird contraption on his shoulder that's like a light. Yeah, that lights. I up. didn't understand. It that. looks like a steampunk. Yeah, thing. It uh, was interesting, but yeah, we find out that basically she's in a, a zoo. Yeah, for um. We don't know, really. They never specify. They do have something really weird where... So, basically, the the keeper tells her to smile because there's these weird masked... Um, Let's say aliens. Aliens. Mm-hmm. And, that, and again, I wrote down, I was like, if this is, like, their home planet, like, why do they need to wear these, like, oxygen ma- or, like, whatever gas they inhale? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, is they, this like to prevent them from getting contaminated from the the humans. The or? aliens look like they are. They have gas masks on with like hoses and like things over the eyes, and their clothes are like looks like a white spandex, and then they're also wearing like robes over the white spandex. Yeah, and they're like 
This is when they have the hair dryer thing and the, someone's using it and you could tell it's supposed to be a camera or something. Yeah. But it looks exactly like a hair dryer. It's just banging away at the Or no no no, that's he's he's the one who bangs away later when we get the Billy reveal. Um so yeah, the uh the He also says something really creepy or he's you know Yes, he, yes, he says, I know what you're going to say. Uh, do it. So the strange greasy man um he says uh yes you're in a zoo and some people would pay greatly for an educational experience that just sort of that's terrifying because that basically means that people are going to try to fuck them right yeah yeah of course it's it's human trafficking it is human trafficking this is this is what it's always like for anybody who happens to um <laughs> so uh uh, every time she's, he says something to her, dude, she just, the way she looks is like she doesn't understand. So if she is as smart as Kiki says in this introduction, she would be way more freaked out. She would be figuring things out way better. She'd be reading everybody's fucking lips. Like yeah, that 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 skill for her kind of comes and goes. Yeah, sometimes she like whenever she, like somebody says something to her, she's like, like she Dead nods idea. slow. Like it seems like this actress was given a bunch of like sedatives right before they said you know action. Yeah, um, this is. You know, I, once you start to realize what's going on, this is like, uh, I thought it was like a, a take on Slaughterhouse-Five. Yeah, I mean, it's very similar. Um, they have the time travel thing and the zoo thing. Yeah, and which I thought was interesting, but... No, yeah, I think, well, I was curious about why they called this the Keeper of the Closet. And I, I wasn't wondering if it was like maybe based on like a kid's story or something like that, because I guess she, she enters this place through a closet. That's why they call it Closet Keeper. I really don't know where that n name comes from. It uh, must have just been... It must have... I don't know. It Probably originally the, the plot was based on something to do with like a, a secret closet door that they went in or, or whatever, but... As further drafts went, they just cut that shit. Yeah, and then... They, yeah, I, I don't know. So the greasy man takes a security guard by the ear who's standing in the room, oh, yeah. and he takes him and he demonstrates the sound barrier by throwing this guy in there, and it like freaks out and like... The dude is in pain. Yeah, the old evil evil boss is a jerk to his own crew kind of thing. Yeah. So at this point, I was like, oh, that sound thing affects these things. If they're aliens, then it affects some aliens. If they're people, then they affect some people, it seems like. So it seems like we have the men in black people, which could be robots. Who knows? And then we have the keeper. Then we have the aliens who watch. And then I was like, are the, the people who work in the zoo also humans? I wasn't sure. Maybe they're, um, you can tell who they are because they're hunks. They're like the good looking. Maybe they're, um, they're all grown up and they've been brainwashed. But the little girl all, said that they were the kids. beginning. What's up? The little girl was like, I just got here, but more people have been showing up. She said she was only there for a couple of days. And then even uh, the greasy man says, this is just the beginning of the zoo. Soon it will be fill up, and I'm going to build a new snack bar. Oh, yeah. Got to have a new snack bar. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of questions that don't get answered in this. Well, um, then Billy shows up. Yeah, Billy shows up. Um, put in the same room. Put in the same room. He uh, he tries to, like, run away when he sees the aliens, and he's, like, smashing on, like, the door that he came through. And the aliens start clapping. Yeah, they think that's great. It's music. Yeah. I was like, that. Th this actually, I mean... That's what a zoo would be like. Yeah. Uh, and then we have one of my favorite parts. Uh, well, he tells, he, uh, he tells one of his lackeys, the keeper tells one of his lackeys, like, uh, take care of that one 
we don't want another uprising happening or something like that. Yeah, well, the greasy man acknowledges that there's something wrong with Stacy, and he tells the guard to kill her. And uh, he says, do it in private so as not to disturb the others. Oh, right, and right before that, they get our first uh, Jello eating scene. Well, yeah, so the, the, the doors of their cage open, and they go to be fed by guards, and it's a delicious meal of green Jello. Um, but Billy eats his candy bar. Did you see the, what was the line, um, uh, the, the quote-unquote British girl who's Canadian, uh-huh. uh, is like, uh, quick, go get your food, get your food, and, and they're like, oh, gross, and, uh, the British girl again goes like, it's not bad if you don't look at it. That's how I eat all British food. I would say that's what people think of me. Oh, Oh, it's not I, bad if you don't look at it. There you go. That's yeah. why your podcast is so successful. Yeah, exactly. Um, so th- she starts getting some more... Billy starts getting some more questions out of a uh, Canadian-British girl. Yes. He and, says, where are we? And she's like, we call it the future. They call it the past. To believe that this is a future Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and perhaps the that the penis elevator is... Uh, a time portal of some sort. Okay. And then because it's the future, these aliens will travel to Earth in as like a like a touristy kind of thing. You're like, you know, when you go to uh, it, it, traveling to the different state or different country, you go and see a zoo or something like that. So, this so you're is, saying that the the greasy keeper man is a human. He's a human. Uh huh. Um, same with the men in black, but they're just like sterilized, like you know, like like uh, ruthless emotionless humans that are just doing this job kind of thing. Okay. Uh, and then the alien-looking things are aliens just traveling from a different um, world. Maybe they live in our world. Who knows? They, they could, but it's also, you know, because they're they're depicting them as like, oh, this is what it was like way, you know, thousands of years ago. This is what they looked like when they were in... Uh... Oh, before we evolved into those weird host oh, creatures? Oh, no, no, no. Well, that's a good point, too. But, um, no, I'm seeing, like... They have them in these things that are very much like 1995, the, the you know, the bedrooms and everything like that. Uh-huh. And so I'm assuming that human society has changed so much. So that's why this is a novelty that he has is that, oh, you can come here and see what humans look like before all this. Because if they live on the planet, mm-hmm. they see humans all the time. Right. But now they see, like, it'd be like us going and looking at, like, a caveman exhibit. Yeah, well, if I was also, if I was watching a caveman, I wouldn't want to watch caveman kids. I'd want to watch full-grown cavemen. Mm, what, what if you got your kids with you? You, can't, you don't want to watch full-grown cavemen. They're clubbing each other and dragging each other by the hair. Yeah, that's why That's why people love watching animals have Maybe sex Maybe there's the an adult section of it. Maybe that's where we get our, our, our hunky uh, bodyguard people or guards, whatever. Maybe. Yeah. There's like a whole section that's like, I picture it like it's behind a, like a curtain. Uh huh. For the adult section of the uh, the zoo. Oh, just like the old VHS yeah, rental exactly. place, huh? I see what you're doing. Um, but yeah, so this is where we start to get a little more momentum, get a little plot bit put down, and uh, I thought that maybe do you think he's eating too much Jello? That's why his teeth are all fucked up. Oh, that dude. Yeah. I don't know. I have. There's no excuse. There was for a him. close up of his teeth that. I literally had to look away. Yeah, it's got like that black piratey like thing to make it look like you have a missing tooth, and it's like just all full of shit in his teeth. And uh, he's also unshaved and just like he looks filthy. Yeah, it, like I said, he, he is a giant eyebrows. That they are, like, have access to to showers and stuff. Everybody else is clean. Yeah, and you think you know if this is the future, like it'd probably be like a like a fucking 
going to get a shot. Like you'd be like, all right, here's your new teeth. Ba Boom, install, delete, bye. Yeah. Um, I like looking this way. Yeah, and also I was confused again about what's human, what's not, because they refer to like all these um, uh, humans from our, 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 our timeline is like, oh, what's it like? Collect that one. Like they're always referring to them. Like they're not like that kid, or like they're like the specimen, or, or this that. And I'm like, wait, when if it was a human, you'd be like, go get that guy. No, yeah, I don't think they're human. I think they're like aliens. I think the the humanoid aliens are different than the hose aliens for sure. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that they're humans because well, maybe he's just a slime ball and he would sell a human out. So who knows? Um, but this is where we start to get uh, our first like bonding between Dickhead Gary. Well. And uh, deaf. It's Gary is in the Midnight Society. Oh, Gary. I'm sorry. I meant Billy. Billy. Yeah. Well, before that, um, the the girl from the UK, Canada. she's like, what's wrong with that that girl? And he's like, oh, she's deaf. And then she gets all excited and starts telling all the other prisoners, like, hey, there's a deaf girl in here. And Billy's like, what's the big deal? Not yeah, putting the, two and two together. Billy's an idiot. <laughs> Billy's totally Billy idiot. better hope he get like that big scout like scholarship. Scholarship. Yeah, so uh, Stacy uh, has an idea uh, looking at the uh, foil candy bar wrapper that Billy's eating from, and uh, she's like, let's use this, and the foil wrapper acts as a mirror yeah, it, for the for the laser. But they also bond a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, she's like, she's like he's like, well, you can get out of here if you want. You, you can't hear it. It wouldn't affect you. And she says, yeah, it will, it'll turn the alarm off and, and, and uh, on and, and the, you know, everyone, still get me. still get me. And also, I want to stay for you. Which is total horseshit. Yeah. And it, again, the, the, the dickhead, uh, dickhead guy's getting the girl he doesn't deserve. God. Um, and so, yeah, the, they get the mirror and fucking dumbass Billy. Yeah. Well, hold on. She goes, <laughs> she goes. I can hear, but you don't listen. That was a beautiful line. It's yeah, but still, like she was doing the deaf talking voice, but yep. she's like uh, sounding it off. I'm not gonna do it, but I mean, like if you could do that, why wouldn't you be doing that all the time to communicate as much as you could? Maybe you'd be getting picked for basketball games. Yeah, you gotta you gotta fill 22 minutes though. You know? <laughs> sure, um, but yeah, there. Billy's like, I can't get it loose, and then he's like, I got it. And just promptly drops the mirror. And breaks it. And breaks it. And she picks up the big piece and it just takes off. And he goes, look behind the mirror. Yeah. We're being watched. It looks like a cassette tape. It's two eye holes instead of like a camera. Yeah, so it's they're like, like a... looking around and like different like cross-eyed almost. <laughs> well, it's just funny to be like, uh, oh, it's the future. We have uh, lots of technology uh, we have, you know, sonic hearing guns, but instead of having a camera, we're going to have a guy standing behind a mirror just watching. Yeah. So uh, the alarm sounds as they're being, you know, figure this out. Stacy sneaks out with a mirror overhead so that the, the alarm doesn't go off. Uh, and Stacy opens all the cages to the children of the world. And they have um, a boy in a dashiki tunic. Mm -hmm. And they have a girl in a Mexican poncho. Also Canadian. And then we have an Asian girl in a mandarin collar shirt. From Canada. And then I think, wasn't the one of the kids from like Ireland or, or Scotland or something like that? And he's just wearing a big sweater. Yeah. He's got a beer in his hand. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, the... Uh, 
the thing with Billy though too is he doesn't actually be nice to her until like he's totally in this big predicament and then he's like I'm sorry I wasn't actually nice to you like yeah I'm like I kept on waiting for like when the second they get back be like you're off the team again Deffy I mean you don't see a lot of character arcs in these shows um, but he has one he has a little bit of a learning moment um, so yeah so they they start uh, trying to escape mm-hmm. and they're sending one by one they're sending these uh, people to their home countries and by doing that they go up to a uh a map without any names or borders on it besides the continent it's about four or five colors and they're just like oh yeah i live right there 245 south africa street yeah that's why i said ontario ontario because that's where she points is ontario no actually it's in the united states when she does it really yep it's in the northeast united states i looked it up all right it looked like it was in canada to me no they're like we can't do canada we need that american appeal baby (sighs) Um, but yeah, no, no, I truly looked it up and it's in, I can actually pull up my notes right down here. But anyway, um, it, it what they send the kids home and then they have Billy standing by the door, like, like shuffling them in and kids being like, come on, come on, hurry up, hurry up. Like you being there, like shoving these kids in, not speeding the process (laughs) up at all. And like, you could just be over there helping her, like getting these kids to the little screen. And then I don't know. Or you could have, you know what he should have been doing? He should have been putting his back against the door that they jammed so yeah. the, the guards can't get in. Well, the the greasy keeper man just shows up, um, and he for somehow has not put it together that this girl is deaf. And uh, she uses the deaf trick for like the sixth time. And uh, Billy Billy uh, Billy gets captured, and yeah, and he, and he like tips her off. He like or like gives her like the the puts, cue. He yeah. like puts his hand over. It's like pretend you're. It's working, and then uh, the the keeper thinks that she's just slow. Yep, <laughs> and he keeps saying that. I mean, I'm not going to argue with that. I think she is slow. Not in the basketball court, buddy. Maybe just everybody in the on that school is as bad as Billy. That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> All she has to do is be moderately better than than this kid. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's what they say about her. She's better than all the dudes. They haven't won a game in like 34 years. Um, this Canadian basketball But yeah, teams. so she basically is like threatening to turn on the the room alarm from like the manual thing and the in the buttons in the in the room, and she's like, "I'm gonna do it," and the uh, the keeper is like, "Don't do it. You'll hurt your friend. He'll get hurt too, even though if you won't." Yeah. And then, you know, he goes. Well, let's see, say he goes, "Hit it." Yeah, pretty much. And it drops down, covers his ears. She hits it. Uh, picks them up and they run into the penis elevator. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as they're doing that, like about to close the door, she also forgets to hit the where they're going at first right away too. That's when she hits the northeast part of the. She's United not States. that sharp, I'm telling you. Um, and then uh, he's like, the keeper. What does he say? He's like, uh, I, I'll, I'll find you. I'll bring you back. I'll find you. Yeah. Or I'll find out where you live. And they're like. Yeah, you already know. You already captured them once, dumbass. Yeah. Uh, well, just send back fucking uh, bro one and bro two. Or just capture younger kids who aren't, you know, Ooh, capable. That's a sound bite. I'd love to have. <laughs> <laughs> just capture younger kids. Um, that way they can't fight back. But um, whatever. He They leave. They exit the... Uh, the little closet that they stepped into initially. Yeah. And then when they... They're friends. And he learns how to say thank you or something like well, that. Well, they go and check back and the uh, the penis elevator is now gone. Uh, but yeah, he learns to say thank you in uh, American Sign Language. And uh, the way Kiki wraps it up is, 
Nobody ever believed them about the zoo, but they could always talk about it with each other. Because they were friends. Because now they can talk. Yeah. And this all wraps up really fast. Yeah, of course. I mean... Fucking uh, Gary comes in and is like, just instantly like, all right, it's over. Uh, and, and then... then there was a near male-on-male kiss. No, 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 no. So what happens is uh, Gary puts out the fire, and then Betty Ann, of course, has to be like, oh, my God, now you're dressing like a girl. Let's you go, go shopping. shopping. Yeah. She's like, hell no, B. We're very into gender stereotypes. Yeah, and she t- immediately whips out her hat, puts it on backwards. So then, like, Gary and, and Frank step up to each other like they're about to, like, fight each other. No, I thought they were going to kiss. Well, that's the thing is because, like, he's like, what the hell? Why are you, d- like, seeing this girl that I used to be into and stuff like that? I think that's what all, all this shit at the beginning was, like, you know, referring to or leading to was that he was bent out of shape about it. And now it's, like, at the end of the story, him and Frank are going to settle things. Mm, I see a different undertone there. All right. I think it's uh, um, Gary finally realizes true feelings towards Frank. Uh-huh. And then he sees Sam with Frank. And he's upset about that. He doesn't know it himself at the moment. He's conflicted. He's conflicted. He doesn't know that's what's really upsetting. He thinks it's because of Sam, but it really is because of Frank. So he sees Frank, you know, with someone else finally. And he's, you know, that starts boiling his blood a little bit. He's getting a little angry. Doesn't know. He thinks it's about Sam. He's blaming Sam, blaming Frank. And at the end, he, you know, they, they get face to face like that, lips inches from each other. And then he realizes, oh, I like Frank. Uh-huh. And Frank is like, Oh man, maybe I like both Sam and Gary. Uh huh. And so they both at the same time kind of like they'll be like, you know, they're about to they do that the, they both start <laughs> tilting their head a little bit and then they're like, you fool, let's just go home. Yeah. And they lay in bed all night having conflicting thoughts and not knowing what to do. They pick up the phone a couple times, dial like six of the the, the digits, and then no, I'm gonna hang up. They jerk off with that magic powder they throw into the fire. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's actually dried cum. <laughs> <laughs> powdered all right that's canon dehydrated that's canon now dehydrated semen is what they throw in the fire they almost kissed i swear though yeah it was weird and then they're just like let's get out of here because they're canadian they're non-confrontational all right all right that's gonna do it for this episode of are you you afraid of the dark uh-huh. You're the keeper of the closet keeper yeah that's so <gasps> closet uh-huh frank <laughs> gary so Gary's the keeper of the closet. No, they're keeping themselves in the closet. It almost comes out, but they said they got the the knob almost open, and then said no. And I mean, like I kind of got that vibe from Kiki too. Oh, Kiki's fucking eating puss like way more than <laughs> I have ever in my life. <laughs> I get it. You're She's very, fucking you're very greedy lover. I get it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's do a little uh, rating system. And for those of you new listeners, we do a rating of 0 to 10, so you're being the lowest, 10 being the highest, and then we do our ratings by Creepy Crawlers. That was a very fun, popular um, toy, maybe candy if you were that into that kind of thing. Yeah. It's like Play-Doh, but cooler. But rubber. Yeah, rubber. Probably wouldn't be as good. Play-Doh is salty, at least. I've heard. Uh, Anyway, so 0 being the lowest, 10 being the highest, and we're going to do our... Creepy crawlers. All right. Um, I'll go first. Go. All right. Well, um, conf- I had I was very conflicted in this episode. Each time I watched it, I kind of went in different directions of how I felt about it. Um, it's a fun, not unique concept of the you know the humans being um trapped as a zoo in a foreign place or something like that. Um. 
the thought of being on display like that is, is always a great foundation for a story, like of being trapped in a place, you know, with all these strange things looking at you. Um, I did actually enjoy the fact that she enjoy. I should rephrase that. I did like the fact that the twist, so to speak, was that she was deaf. Uh huh. And I like how the it's like that um, of like someone's like lack of an ability or your weakness becomes your, your weakness power. becomes your power, and I I like that, and so that actually boosted that up to me. Um, I would really like to know a lot more about the 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 things we talked about the aliens quote. Maybe aliens? Maybe people? The men in black, all that. I think like, there's a cool story there. I understand that it'd probably be pretty tough to, to smash that into a 22-minute episode of a kid's show. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, what was the door time? Was it a time machine? Was it a transporter? The all the, the, the Everything like that. But um, would I show this to someone our age who grew up? Uh, watching these kind of things or just have any sort of a, a nostalgia uh, chasers. Yes. You know why? Why? Braided hair, baby. The braided hair did it for you? Uh-huh. All right. And so this was going to be... Um, I actually did... I, I know you didn't like Kiki... Or not Kiki, I'm sorry. Um, Stacy. Yeah. But I thought she did the best with what she was probably told to do. Yeah. Um, you know, as a kid, I probably wouldn't even notice that it was out of place or anything like that. But I did enjoy the fact that it had one of our main, um, Midnight Society people kind of go out of their norm a little bit. You know, Kiki kind of had a little bit of, oh, my character's a little different, but then snapped right back into it. So that way, the next week. Gotta stay one-dimensional. Yeah. Um, so I was going to give this 6.25. Uh-huh. But. But. With the newly added in sideburn bonus, braided hair bonus, ooh, white person braided hair, <laughs> braided hair bonus of point five. Whoa! So white people braided hair gets more points than beautiful sideburns. Have you? Those are the beautiful braided hair bonus. <laughs> Tongue twister has only happened a few times, if not that. That this might be the first one. one exactly. So that's immediately going to be a stronger score because it's not going to happen that often. Mm-hmm. So instead of 6.25, we're going to go 6.75 with uh, the newly improved scoring system with the braided, beautiful hair. So that's including the deduction for the for the sideburns because you said if they're not getting a sideburn bonus, they're getting a deduction from the sideburns. So you're saying you would have given it 7? Oh, no. Actually, I, gotta, I, gotta, I forgot to add that fact that in, so it's going to be 6.5. Okay, 6.5. Yeah. There we go. Got to make it complicated for ourselves. Um, of course. <clears throat> it's canon. I agree. There's a lot of fun stuff about this episode. Um, I liked... I, well, when I saw it as a kid, it freaked me out, obviously. No kid wants to be kidnapped, put in a zoo, and looked at by aliens. Yeah. Um, but you're right. It also is not a terribly unique idea. Like, you know, Twilight Zone did it, and that was the big twist at the end, is, like, they realize that they're in a zoo. Because, like, the whole time they just are, like, hanging out in a living room, and then, like, the window opens and aliens are watching them. So, I always assumed that these were aliens, and then I think the fact that like, it, the they have the map that they look at. I guess I was always imagining that they were like looking down, like from space or something like that. Yeah, uh, th- th- like that. That's kind of the point I was making about like I wish we knew more about what the structure is and the system that is in place here. Well, yeah, I also think that really good 
you know, short stories and stuff allow you to fill in a lot of blanks yourself as a viewer, you know, kind of, it's like you do the heavy lifting and kind of scare yourself a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was kind of fun to watch. Like there was not a whole lot about it that I disliked. Um, it wasn't, it didn't have a whole lot of extraneous scenes. Everything basically got played into it. You know, like the candy bar was there for a specific reason, you know, whatever. It all kind of got wrapped up nice. So I would give this a seven, but I'll deduct 0.25 for no sideburns. And then I'll add in 0.5 for the funky white people braids. So Mm -hmm. that would give us a 7.25. Yeah. All right, that's uh, that's gonna be my creepy crawler score. Nice, good score. Um, yeah, just to touch on some of the points he made, like, yeah, it it's really good. It doesn't have much. Um, one of the things it did well is that it just um, it, it and to your point, it just that it, it didn't have a lot of like unnecessary filler. Like everything was like pretty much a very step by step, keep going, keep going, keep going. It wasn't like a lot of these ones that we watched where just like, oh god, they dragged out seven minutes of like the same thing we're gonna have like ten thousand fake wakes in a freddy's episode yeah exactly oh god yeah those are are we gonna are we gonna do Fe- uh freddy february please no no like we can do one but i just feel like four in a row we're that gonna want to so blow our heads off same with monsters that was tough too that was a tough month um but yeah no uh i i think you made some really good points and it it uh it was fun i think i watched after i watched it like my score went up every time i watched it great um, I went from being like a dead five and then, you know, I, I created the new braids, beautiful mm-hmm. braids. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to be that style too. They can't be like, like cool, like normal person braids. They have to be like Andy Milanakis from waiting kind of braids. I think I saw a girl wearing those in an episode of the, ne- uh, the early 2000s Twilight Zone. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll, be... maybe I'll dig it up so, so we can have that bonus again. Oh, you're loading it. That, that's loading it. Though. All right. All right. Um, um so that's uh, that's that. You said uh, we have an email to read this week. We do. We have. <laughs> don't sound so excited. No, I'm just pulling it up here so I don't butcher it because I don't know if it's on my head. All right. Uh, this is from James Britton from Nebraska, not from Britain. Hey, buds. I know you're. Uh, see, I already did it. I know your love of all things spooky and also animation. So I'm curious to find out what you consider some of the more creepy animated movies or shows you've found truly off-putting or strange. Uh, theirs is, she says, he says, uh, Watership Down. Yeah. It's a good It's a good answer. I know. I actually I haven't thought about this movie in a long time, but I have one off the top of my head. Let's hear it. It's a movie called Fantastic Planet. Oh, I know that one with the blue people. Yeah, and yeah. the giants. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad had that on, on VHS when we were growing up. He went and saw it like a live th- in theater in, the, in like 1970s something, like the early 70s. Um, and I remember as a kid, I, I mean, I was probably like six or seven and my dad would like watch it with like his friends. Clearly they all just like fucked up on drugs, fucked up on drugs and, you know, not paying attention to some kids sneaking in there and watching, but, uh, it freaked me out. For those of you that have never go watch it, by the way, I'm sure you can find it somewhere online, but it's about, um, a human, a human that lives on this planet where there's just giant, like humanoid or human looking blue people and they keep humans as as pets actually Uh uh-huh and um the this the one character i can't remember their name but they get uh the princess of this planet is the one that's their owner and she actually likes him 
And long story short, it's it's basically a big moral take on humanity and in, in keeping animals and all this stuff. But it's really good. And it's really bizarre. It's so strange. The the soundtrack, the noises, the, the voice acting, uh, it freaked me out. Watership Down also is pretty terrifying. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, so my my very first thought of something that I saw as a kid that was animated that scared the shit out of me um, was the boogeyman from the real Ghostbusters cartoon. The boogeyman character oh, wow. is like a cloven-footed, like, monster dude. I think he wears, like, a leather jacket or something, and he has, like, a really creepy voice. And that scared the shit out of me as a kid. I always tried to find that episode again, but I couldn't really find it. Um, but as a different, as an older person, I remember seeing something. I don't know if this counts, but um, it's claymation. That's a type of animation, right? Yeah. And it's from um, the Mark Twain Adventures or Mark Twain Stories. And it's this short little bit about basically the devil like murdering people mm. like all these different people and it's made out of claymation you can just watch that one little bit on youtube lots of hooves that you don't like huh yeah i guess cloven hooves is uh that really does it for me but I'm, i don't really can't think of a whole lot of cartoons that scared me i was thinking about it one because i i usually have the privy of being able to uh read i mean i i control the emails so i often read them and john actually likes to get them um Fresh on the air. Fresh on the air, yeah. So there was one that I, I looked up a list of other things. Um, and there was one that I was... Oh, okay, here it is. Um, so the, the guy who directed Watership Down also directed a movie called The Plague Dogs. Don't know that one. And apparently it's really, really dark, just like Watership Down is and all that. Um, I guess it's got a PG-13 rating but it's like super violent and and about these uh it's sort of like um i think it's almost like um what's the 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 secret of the nim yeah secret of nim was scary for a lot of kids too that the opening scene with the rats yeah well they're all rats but like those no, like there's the, like they're, they're like mice aren't they in the in the, they're, they're the rats are the really intelligent ones and there's the mice that live out i in think the it's the owl that scared me oh yeah but then there's the lovable crow yeah well whatever it's a mixed bag yeah um, I'm trying to think of what else I saw on this list. Let me go through real quick. One second. There's one that I thought that you might have heard of. Um, ah, uh, whatever. Who cares? I'm telling you, dude, uh, watch that Mark Twain short. I might show it to you after the recording. It's pretty crazy. Okay. Especially for a kid's movie. Um, but yeah, great question. Thanks for writing to us. Yeah, that was, uh, James, James. Britton, um, from Nebraska. I don't know if that's their accent there. I've driven through your state before. It's very... Drivable. <laughs> yeah, you could fall asleep on the on the highway that I drove up and, and wake up and still be right. right. Still there's no nothing. turns. Yeah, there's no... Well, I mean, it's got beautiful sunsets and stuff like that, but there's just not much turning. It's just right through it. I went to pizza there, and it was terrible. Hey, we love pizza. Um, but yeah, uh, we want to say thanks for uh, the shorties and the spookies, and if you guys want to reach oh, out to us... This is the one I was thinking earlier. The Last Unicorn. Yeah, I've seen that. That one. Sorry to snap there. Right into the mic. Um... Yeah, the, the Last Unicorn, I remember my sister, my oldest sister, used to watch that when I was, like, really little. I'm thinking, like, three or four years old. And it, like, kind of scared me because it's got some dark themes to it. And it also made me sad, too, because it's about the last of the unicorns. And they existed, so. Uh, but she had a poster of it in her bedroom. And at this point, uh, I shared a bedroom with her before my uh, siblings were adopted. And I remember, like, 
we'd go to sleep at night and like my nightlight would be on and it would just like illuminate up that poster and I just have to like shh, like not turn towards it. That's so funny. A little scaredy Tom. Okay. Well, like I said, thanks for the question. If you guys want to write us uh, an email, you can email us at shortandspooky at gmail.com or you can also tweet at us. Our uh, Twitter handle is at shortandspooky. Yeah. Um, thanks again, as always, uh, Shorty Spookies, Almeida. Snazzes. Snazzes, snoozers. Watchers. Doers. Alfred Hitchcock's Crypt Keepers. Human Zoo. Human Zoos. Um, Slaughterhouse-Five. There it is. That's a great, great Kurt book. Kurt Vonnegut, that, check it out. That book, um, blew my mind. Great. Well, you guys should read it, too. Uh, how do you want to, any last words you want to leave them with today? Um, eat pizza. Not green jello. Find that devil.